Welcome to the Messy Life, Mighty Love podcast. I am Abby, your host, storyteller, fellow Messy Life journeyer, and friend. This is my last podcast away from the home, the place where I live, and from the home I have loved for many years and everything in between. You are listening to episode 39, My Word for 2021. In this episode, I will share the word that God has given me and how it includes all of the messy ways of this life we live and my hopes for the coming year. Hope you listen in. My first word of the year was home back in 2011. It was the year we were preparing to move overseas and home had become an abstract concept, something I couldn't grasp in such a huge transition. So it meant a lot to meditate on the true nature of home and I was very thankful to have this focus. This is my 11th year of doing words of the year and most, not all, but most have had a significant impact on my spiritual journey for that year. In 2015, I chose well for both how all is well in God and for the well of salvation that Isaiah 12 speaks of us drawing from. Little did I know I would face such a huge devastation to the state of my wellness, as this year was the year of weeks in the hospital, a diagnosis of bipolar disorder, the sudden leaving of our overseas home, and the beginning of intense treatment. Yet well was a promise of what God was yet doing in me and all of my life. It held firm that year, as has every word I have chosen, with varying power of speaking into my life. If choosing a word is not something that you do, I would still encourage you and challenge you to think if this might be a good thing for you. In the fall of each year, I start asking what word God would have for me, and he has always answered with a special word, seeing far beyond what I can. Then as the year unfolds, I learn so many things about this word and yes, about me. It's like a seed planted intentionally in my heart and meant to grow that year. If you haven't started to ask for a word or seek out to find out what what would be a good word for you, it's not too late. Start the process now of really reflecting and thinking on what could be a good word for you. So on to this year's word for me. It's incredibly simple, yet incredibly profound. All. All of God and all of me, all of my faith, hope, and love directed towards all of him. All of my pieces given for all of his wholeness. All of my doubts and fears for his great peace. All of my dreams given back to him for his glory. All of my plans in surrender to all of his plans all of my heart over all of my life as a living testimony to his great love, his infinite gospel given, all of me, all of me, all of me. Nothing held back because he gave all of himself. All of himself. He gave all of himself for me. All of him breaking through in all of me. All, my word for this year. I want the journey this word already evokes in me to just continue. I will surely fall short, yet all is grace, all is gospel. Already on January 2nd, I have felt the call towards this all kind of living. 
And as has happened with each word, it centers and focuses me and reminds me in the dry days how God has spoken over this year. I have great confidence my God will do exceedingly immeasurably beyond all I could ask or imagine, because that is what having all of him does. He is in he is this all in all God. I don't have to try to manufacture this work. His Holy Spirit lives in me and he will do it as I bring all of the messiness of me to him, all of it, and receive his final word of love for all of me. As I like to end, yes, I can look with promise at the word all because he is the light, the brilliance of perfect love, which shines in all of the darkness of this messy world and messy me and in all things he can never, ever, ever be overcome. I trust that this meditation of a word for the year and my word specifically has encouraged and challenged you. Regardless of whether you choose a word yourself, may this year be one of promise and these few minutes be considered time well spent. For more from me, my journey with mental illness, my current series on vulnerability, and many other things about which I have written, visit my website, abigailalleman.com. That's Abigail, A-B-I-G-A-I-L, Alleman, A-L-L-E-M-A-N.com. There are a couple of free eBooks that you may find helpful in your journey. You can also find me on Instagram at abigail.alleman. I would like to leave you with several passages of the Bible from the book of Romans, chapter 8, in the Passion Translation. I hope you're still listening because there's lots more to share from this gorgeous passage. And I found many promises of what all means. So from Romans 8 in the Passion Translation, verses 3b to 4, Yet God sent us his Son in human form to identify with human weakness, clothed with humanity, God's Son gave His body to be the sin offering so that God could once and for all condemn the guilt and power of sin. So now every righteous requirement of the law can be fulfilled through the Anointed One living His life in us. And we are free to live, not according to our flesh, but by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. Then verse 17, And since we are His true children, We qualify to share all his treasures, for indeed we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. We will experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. Then verses 19 to 21, the entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. For against its will, the universe itself has had to endure with the empty futility resulting from the consequences of human sin. But now with eager expectation, all creation longs for freedom from its slavery to decay and to experience with us the wonderful freedom coming to God's children. Then verse 29, For he knew all about us before we were born, and he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his Son. 
This means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. Then verse 32. For God has proved his love by giving us his great treasure, the gift of his son. And since God freely offered him up as the sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. Then verse 35. Who could ever separate us from the endless love of God's anointed one? Absolutely no one, for nothing in the universe has the power to diminish his love towards us. Troubles, pressures, and problems are unable to come between us and heaven's love. What about persecutions, deprivations, dangers, and death threats? No, for they are all impotent to hinder omnipotent love. Then then finally, verses 37 to 39. Yet even in the midst of all these things, we triumph over them all. For God has made us to be more than conquerors, and his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. So now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. May you rejoice this day in all God is, all he has done for us, all he has finally final victory over and all he is making us to be for it is everything i would love to meet you here next time <laughs>